The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts, Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here is Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. Hello, everybody. It's Brendan Anderson. Welcome to The Second Stage, the forum for entrepreneurial discussion. And I am Jeffrey Cadlick, and uh, we're excited to have you on the show this week. Um, and this is the last show uh, in this series uh, for the five pillars to uh, business freedom, which is something that uh, Evolution Capital Partners works on with each one of its partner companies and something that we feel very strongly about. We've had the good fortune of having uh, wonderful guests on for each of the five pillars or four pillars so far. Uh, the first one was was financials, and then it was plan, uh, people, transparency, and today we're going to cover uh, accountability. Um, just as a quick recap from last week, we discussed the fourth of five pillars, which is uh, transparency. And the archive for that episode, which was titled. Um, what was it titled? It was titled Transparency, Everyone's a Part of the Process. Uh, that can be found on the Voice America website, on the business channel, or under podcasts on iTunes and search for the second stage. Uh, we hope you got uh, started on the fourth pillar last week, uh, which we thought would be a tough one for some to get started on because um, sometimes sharing information um, is 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 awkward. But you, you need to start with a close circle of people, Brendan. I think is what we talked about, and um, you know yep. share a little bit of information, share with a close circle of trusted advisors, and uh, and kind of grow from there. Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say you're absolutely right. First time ever, but yes, you're absolutely right. And so our guest last week was Patrick Carpenter, and um, he is the vice president of the Great Game of Business. You can find him uh, at www.greatgame.com. And and again, like all of our hosts, he had a lot of great insight and somebody that actually lives this open book management, which is uh, all about transparency. It's it, and it really Jeff and, and again as you know it's one of my favorite subjects that on that with uh, with the financials and it it, uh, it, it really is uh, it's it's life changing for the uh, for a, for a business so it's just I, again just absolutely believe that it's the foundation for what we're going to talk about next which is obviously accountability because once you once you're transparent and I guess I go back to the other the five uh, you know kind of pillars that we come you know, that we 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 talk about which is once you've got the financials. 
um, and you really believe in the, the, the information is solid and good and it's timely, uh, creating the plan, attracting the people, and then being able to disseminate that, um, that information to the people so that they are in a position to be held accountable. And it really is, I think, what we'll find today when we talk to Brent, our, our guest, that, um, that, that, that really accountability will touch on each one of those other, other categories, other pillars. Right, right. And, you know, we, we actually did have a couple good questions about transparency uh, on our uh, website. Um, and I'll share that information again. It's the second stage at evolutioncp.com is where we're getting a lot of our questions and we do appreciate it. Um, the, the first question was really, you know, how deep ultimately do you, you go in your organization? Yeah, and, and obviously this is this is a big issue and a big a big uh, hurdle for most entrepreneurs is is uh, there most a lot of them are comfortable sharing a little bit of information with with uh, the the people in their quote unquote inner circle, and I think what what we find to be successful is is once you start with the inner circle and you fully explain that to them, then it really ultimately over some period of time ends up being uh, transmitted to every single person in the organization, and if you look at a company again, uh, we talk. Talked to, uh, to uh, the people at SRC last week. Uh, they have 1,400 uh, employees in their organization, and every single person uh, is, is, is has the has the ability to look at the financials, understand the financials, and uh, it's and they spend a half an hour at least every week with every single person, uh, you know, making sure they understand that. What a what a wonderful investment that turned out to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. The three hundred thousand percent return on investment that neither one of us could calculate. I've been lo- I've been looking for a whole week for my calculator that can calculate that, Jeff. And it's it's still I'm still trying to figure out if you could ha- yeah. you were going to help me with that. You promised yeah. me. You'd pick pick up two when you find one, will you? Yeah. Okay. All right. That sounds good. I'm still looking for an investment to get three hundred thousand percent return. We've been close, but not not yeah. not quite that high. Right. Um, the other question, which I thought was a good one, was about um, how complicated the information sh- or, or how detailed should the information be. Um, I think the point was essentially, you know, partly who your audience is, partly, you know, um, obviously your accountant or controller uh, or CFO is going to have very detailed information. But, you know, for everybody else, how, how do they? What form should it be in for them to digest and use? I think in the beginning, and I think it changes over time. I think I think that in the beginning, it's 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 making sure they understand the the bigger bigger issues and, and not complicating it too much. But the more you educate your uh, the, the 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 your partners in this business, the 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 more information you can share and the more detail you can share. But I, I do think it's important, and I think that uh, you know, which would believe that uh, most people that that study this believe that you do have to you do have to start some you know with, with some basic stuff stuff and get detailed over time. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think that's a, that's a great answer. And um, again, it's just about getting started. And I, I think that the way uh, it was presented last week and kind of our suggestion about how to get started, I think, uh, once again, should make it pretty easy for people to just uh, dip their toe in the water before they jump in um, with both feet. Uh, before we get any further, you know, I want to remind everyone that each week we want to provide actionable advice and have you continue the dialogue through comments and questions on our blog at evolutioncp.com. 
you know, we want to hear what works and what doesn't. You know, we want to create a true community of entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. Uh, I shared the email uh, earlier on the show, but here it is again, the second stage at evolutioncp.com. Uh, you can call us at 866-472-5790 um, and just volunteer you know, your ideas and experiences and solutions, importantly, to, to this community um, and, and even ask questions. And we've been pretty good about getting a handful of questions each week from, from the show. Um, this week's show is, uh, again, another great guest. It's someone that we've worked a ton with, a guy named Brent Sapp. He is the CEO of Inc. Navigator, and you can find more about Brent at www.incnav, that's I-N-C-N-A-V as in Victor, dot com. Uh, Brent is a strategic advisor, product innovator, author, entrepreneur, activist, and founder of the Economy Heroes Movement. Uh, his experience spans multiple industries, including healthcare, education, and software. He works with startups mid-market companies, Fortune 500 companies to help CEOs and their teams break through the second stage of growth, which is something that uh, we know something about, Brennan. Um, his company, uh, the IncNav, equips CEOs to make them uh, make their team aligned and held accountable, and um, it's routines that they can create a sustainable execution habit. He helps CEOs and founders transition through second stage growth, where over 90% of companies fail. Uh, Brent has over 500 companies under his belt to verify that the right strategy made simple and measurable gets executed. So we're excited to have him on here. And I, you know, you made a very good point, Brendan. You know, you can't start with accountability in the five pillars. I mean, the five pillars are in the order, you know, for a reason. Yeah, and, and I think that's a very valid point. And I think I think obviously with this being the fifth pillar, it's you've created this massive base of of information, detailed planning, people, and then disseminating that. And then it's really this last piece of is really you know it, it's it's the it's the thing that make those first four things worthwhile. It's 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 getting getting things done, right, Jeff? I mean, it, it really is. You know, you can you can have you can have all the other stuff, but unless you get the the task done, it, it was kind of a waste of time. But it really, those other four things support this. So, yeah, there, there, there's no question. And and you know, not to get off the topic of accountability, but as you pointed out early in the show, I mean, you have to have the right data before you can create the plan, and you can't attract the right people until you have a plan put together that you can tell them that you want to execute on and know the kind of people that you want to hire. And then you can't have the transparency until you have the data and the right people, you know, so on and so forth. And so uh, I think we're magic, Brendan, how we've all put this yeah. put this all together. And, and I have a question for you, Jeff. When are you done with any of those five things? I mean, I'm sure you just you put you create the plan and you're done, right? Uh, actually, I can actually answer this question, Brendan. And no. the answer is you're <laughs> you stole my thunder. You stole my thunder. You're never done. This is yeah. a continual process. I mean, you've been an entrepreneur since, uh, what, 1900 or something like that? And 19, you're not 1903. 1903. 9, 1903. And um, uh, you're, you're not done. I mean, you're no. still learning every day. You're, uh, you're reading every new book that hits the market. You, you enjoy that audible.com where you listen to all these books and kind of refresh yourself on books you've already read. Yeah. Um, how Marnie, your wife, deals with you, I, I'm I'm not not sure. She's a very patient woman, and uh, she should be applauded. Wine, lots of wine. 
your beer, she's wine. Got it. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, Got I do it. have one question for you though. You know, if you if you think about about all the planning we've we've done and and you and, you know talk about never being done, how do you, you know, from an evolution perspective, what does evolution's plan today look like vis-a-vis a year ago, six months ago, two years ago? I mean, it, you know, I, was, I suspect we, the plan we're executing right now is exactly like what you and I outlined it seven years ago. Is that true? Oh, my gosh. The, well, we use the term evolution and evolution for a reason because it, it changes um, quite a bit. I mean, I, I, I'm always fascinated by when I'm looking out, I'm looking back at what we used to do and say six months ago and 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 think about how outdated the thinking was uh, relative to what we're doing today. So we are evolving uh, very quickly as a second stage company, just like all the people uh, in our audience. And um, it's a continual path. Um, So we're going to sign off with this segment. um, And we're going to come back with with Brent Sapp, uh, our dear friend, and anxious to hear what he has to say about accountability. But before we sign off, I want to Take a moment to thank our sponsors is McGladry LLP as the leading provider of assurance, tax, and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. So thank you, everyone, for listening, tuning into the second stage. And uh, we'll be back after the station break to um, uh, talk to Brent Sapp on accountability. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait, they just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. 
Welcome back to the uh, to the second stage. I almost forgot the name of the show, Brennan. Uh, that's a senior moment. I'm, I'm having more of those, or is it because I'm drinking my fourth beer of the afternoon? <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I, I usually you're under the t- you're under the table by your fourth beer. There's no way you're right. that high up. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Let's get back on track here um, before it spins out of control. All right. So, like any forum. You know, this show will be more effective and powerful if folks contribute their experiences and ideas. We invite you to continue the discussion from each week's show on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncpd.com. You can email us at the second stage at evolutioncpd.com or even call us at 866-472-5790. We want to hear from you um, because being an effective small business owner is a continual path, as we discussed in the first segment. And uh, as hosts, we have a lot of experience, but not all the answers. Um, and we're here to learn just like you are uh, to, to get the right answers. So in our first segment, we set the stage for our good friend Brent Sapp from Inc. Navigator, a tool that we have used in uh, all of our companies. And we have found tremendous value. And you can find out more about it at www.incnav.com. That's I-N-C-N-A-V as in victor.com. And uh, Brendan, why don't you introduce our, our buddy Brent to, to the audience? Um, as, uh, as Jeff mentioned, we've uh, we've had the privilege to work with Brent, and we've probably uh, uh, we've got to uh, probably for what by four or five years now. And um, um, Jeff, have you read the bio yet? Yes, no? I did. You weren't Good. paying attention to me. No, I was. I was thinking about it. I just. I thought I would do. It. I just. You know, because you're so smooth. I. I whatever. But um. Well, Brent, here's what I read the official. <laughs> I read the official bio. You need to tell like some personal stories about Brent. I think. Well, the the, the, the when we were at the last Inc. 500 conference we were at. Oh no, that's that's for later. Anyways, hey, um, in all in all seriousness, uh, Brent, thank you for for dialing in, and uh, and we appreciate your uh, your passion for this for this uh, for this topic. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, Brent, tell me, um, tell me a little bit about uh, why you did, or tell me a little bit about the Ink Navigator and in uh, in the product and kind of why you why you decided to uh, to, to start this company. Well, it's, it's, that's a great question. Uh, it actually started about five years ago um, when our mutual acquaintance and my partner Doug Faden was speaking at a. Um, at an Inc. meeting, a Groco meeting in Orlando, where I live, and he invited me down for lunch, uh, and he said, well, while you're here, why don't you come in and listen to my talk? So I did, and he was speaking to about 130 CEOs uh, on no man's land, and, um, you know, the, as I'm sure you guys have talked about, you know, when cut the stage when companies are too big to be small and too small to be big. And as I was standing in the back or to the side, and, and about 20 minutes into it, I could see these uh, these guys and gals. Their faces were going white, and their you know their pupils were dilating. They and they rushed him at the end, and they said, you know, we um, okay, we're we're in this, we're stuck. Now what do we do? And so from that point, two weeks later, uh, Doug and I were at the Buckhead Club, and we were talking about how do we create something because of his you know experience, and it was with thousands of second-stage companies with Tatum partners and seeing this transition and this, uh, this chasm, you know, that they were going through, how do we create something that, um, that could be used by CEOs and their leadership teams with the help of an advisor often to be able to um, identify where they are in this transition? Are they pre-no man's land? Are they in no man's land? And then, because they've got to go through it, it's an inevitable stage, of growth and it's an inevitable barrier to break through. And then, um, 
and identify where they are and then create an action plan to you know, prioritize and to work their way out of it. Uh, and yeah. so that's where it started, and that was five years ago, and we've at least in some degree worked with um, fairly hands-on with about 600 companies. That's great. And, and just for the listeners' benefit, um, No Man's Land is a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, we've mentioned it in the past by Doug, uh, written by Doug Tatum, who, the founder of Tatum or co-founder of Tatum CFO. And it just does a wonderful, wonderful job explaining um, the the issues that small businesses are going through, and in, 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 in when they're just too too small to really hire the to 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 have the resources to execute the, their plan and 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 too big to kind of go back and be that little that little business that the, that the entrepreneur may have started with so it, again it's just a great thing hey um Brent, I, I suspect i suspect you know accountability and navigator i you know i would suspect that you know every every small business owner or, or, or person that's trying to grow you know they they they've got this they've got a plan and it's it's well it's you know it's well uh, dis- distributed and, and discussed with their with their employees and i'm sure every employee thinks that, that it's a that they that they're w- well aligned is that is that a fair statement if only it were true <laughs> if only a percentage of them were that were true actually at least, you know, from our um, observations, you know, and again, we're, we're working with, you know, we've worked with about 600 companies in this category. Um, we've some patterns that have emerged that have been enlightening, to say the least, as it relates to accountability. Um, 80%, 86% of the CEOs um, believe that they have an accountable culture, that there's team accountability, especially in the inner circle, and 20% of the teams that, that, that were polled. Said no, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, only twenty percent agree with that. And so there's, I, mean, I, there's a, I find there's that astounding. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. So, well, there's a huge disparity. How is that? I mean, how how is it? You know, in a small business of you know, and and, and, I, and I, I mean, you're not talking about companies with with a thousand employees, are you? No, uh, we're actually, and that's a great question too. You're looking at probably between twenty and three hundred employees. I mean, this is the the lower in, lower middle market, and it's the um, it's it's the stage again when they you know when they are growing they've, they've gotten past startup they've got momentum uh, they've got at least you know those twenty employees you know I mean this could this I had a conversation today with a company uh, that was um, that was in no man's land very solidly in no man's land and they were you know over a hundred million dollars but and they've been around for a long time but the reality of it is is that a company once they hit no man's land. Uh, then they can get stuck and stay there for a long time, or that's where they fail. And so it, it really is. Um, it's very interesting that you know the dynamics of this, and that uh, that they all have to go through the same things to get through it. You know, it, it's it's amazing though. I think if you're if you're a CEO of a of a um, of a fifty person firm and, and 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 you're running around telling everybody this is where we're going, this is where we're going, but but the facts suggest the way I understand it is that is it only twenty percent. Of their employees feel like that there's a culture of accountability. Did, did I understand that correctly? That, that's correct. And you know, if you look at the, the the kind of the freakonomics of it, you know, the basis of why this is occurring, you know, at least from our observations, there's another uh, um, statistic that we find even more interesting, and that's, or at least as interesting, and that is that uh, the alignment issue. You know, is is the CEO and the inner circle leadership team on the same page, well, over 90%, at least 90% are not. Uh, and they, they're, very, they, they're not on the same page strategically. And so you know, it, it, there has to be 
alignment, there has to be, you know, a cohesive thought on the strategy before you can have accountability. And so they, uh, the, you know, one of the steps we have to take to be able to help them first to get on the same page, and then you know, it has to be a very volitional um, step, discipline step, um, strategic step to become accountable as a team. Wow. You know, that's... I, I, I tell you, you know, what, I guess one question, follow-up question to that is, um, is it because the, the 20% feels like there's accountability because there's a follow-through problem with the senior management where they're not holding themselves accountable? And so, you know, uh, the staff, mid-level managers, maybe some executive managers are saying, hey, look, they're not holding themselves accountable to the same you know, rules that apply to, to us. So we clearly don't have an accountability culture here. Right. And, they, and the interesting thing is because we, we offer them the opportunity to uh, not only to respond to statements and, you know, and, and uh, multiple choice questions, but also to make, you know, their own, put in their own input. And a lot of them say, you know, will say, you know, we don't have an accountable culture, but we need one. And so, th- you know, this is really the, the foundation of one of the key no man's land issues, and that is, that in order for a company to transition through no man's land and to possibly by desire and necessity to scale, they have to transition from a culture of loyalty uh, to one of performance. I mean, the only reason that, you know, at this point where a somebody should be at that table, you know, for the inner circle having in those meetings is because they have the capacity and are able to perform. And so this is something, this is a huge transition that they have to make. Explain that. So wait a minute. So so loyalty isn't that pretty important in business, Brent? Well, it's hugely important. Uh, but um, but what happened? It was very interesting because this company I was talking with earlier today, um, they he described their culture as collegial, but he realized that in order for them to break through and to the next level of growth, that they had to get more. You know, they had to create this culture of performance. A lot of times, what happens. Um, and this is this happens often is that you know once the business gets started and these individuals come on you know with the founder uh, they have ability uh, but they uh, but you know at, at a limited state everybody's wearing a number of hats um, but then they get to the point where you know their ability is not matching the growth that's needed and so uh, one of the biggest transitions and what we oftentimes surface is that there needs to be strategic hiring and strategic firing. Uh, in order to be able to bring those individuals to the table that uh, that have experience at companies at a much higher level and, and have success in that role, so, so whether it's CFO or CEO or, or whoever it might be. So, you know, it, it, to your point, I think I heard you say a little bit earlier, you, you, know, you have to have the right people in the right spots um, to be able to, um, A, to be able to uh, identify the right strategy and then to rally around it and get on the same page to be able to execute it. All right, all right, Brent. I, I got a question. So, so I'm I, I run a I run a business, and, and, and I'm I'm ready to go. I'm I'm ready to to, to uh, you know, I've decided I'm going to be willing to be held accountable, and I, and I'm going to start implementing this this uh, this culture of accountability. What, what do I do? What's what's what are, what are the keys? What's my first step? I, I, I I'm, I'm going to do it. Tell me how to do it. Well, first of all, it's good that you recognize the need for it, but then uh, <laughs> you know, is the the, the you know, you and I have discussed. I mean, they have to be able to identify what, what's the brutal facts about the company. Um, Ooh, brutal, what, brutal facts. That's 
for yeah. an entrepreneur, that can be tough, can it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, especially because, you know, to a great extent, the company is the entrepreneur at this stage. I mean, and, 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 and for a long time, that, you know, that's really the case. But we, we, call it, we call it getting radically objective, you know, about the company. And that's, to a great extent, that's what the survey and the report that we generate helps them to do is to, you know, be able to identify, okay, what are the issues in those four no-man's land categories, market, management, model, and money, that we need to identify, uh, that we need to, you know, recognize, you know, where we are from an alignment standpoint, but also the degree of urgency. And then that, and based on the the priorities that they normally have, the next step would be is to create the right strategy, you know, going forward, the inner circle gets together, the team gets together. And by the way, we've done this a number of times with these leadership teams, and I haven't been in one yet where um, where these teams weren't having this conversation for the first time. And to be yeah. Honest, hey, Hey Brent, you know what? It's it's uh, Jeff's giving me the signal, but I, what what I'm going to say to everybody is, I think I think what what I'd love to get back into when we uh, when we come back for the next segment is really this this survey and the the assessment, and I think we're going to head there where we just we say, you know, what what is what 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 typically does this survey and assessment say to the entrepreneur? And quite frankly, I think what I think what our listeners will find out is it's quite frankly. It's it's usually blows the the uh, manager or the entrepreneur away. And uh, Jeff, why don't you take it from here? Sure. So we're going to be back uh, after another brief break uh, with the second stage. And as Brent said, we're going to, or as Brendan said, I've got Brent and Brendan. As Brendan said, we'll be back with Brent Sapp uh, to talk more about accountability. Thanks for listening to the second stage. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance Tax Consulting. Business owners, do you run your business or does your business run you? Put yourself on the road to success by tuning in to Success Unchained with hosts Anthony and Julie McGloin. At last, discover how to overcome your biggest challenges, take control of your business, and achieve the results you've always dreamed of. Find out how with our resident master business coach and world-class guest experts. Transform the nine key areas of your business and unchain your true potential. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. 
Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is our show, but it's your forum. So we are looking for input from you so that we can benefit from everyone's experience. Uh, in the last segment, we introduced you to our good friend, Brent Sapp, uh, CEO of Inc. Navigator. And we were talking about accountability. And uh, we promised everybody as we came back into our third segment that we're going to start talking about uh, the assessments and some of the, the, the material uh, that um, – these CEOs can can review to measure their accountability. Yeah, and I think we we, we kind of taken it from last last segment. Uh, we we asked Brent, you know, tell us how you know, we, how do we get started in this? And his his leading was the entrepreneur or the people running the business have got to got to grasp the brutal facts. And and uh, I think we all chuckled because it's a very difficult thing to do. And and one of the ways in which um, the entrepreneur can 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 uh, address these brutal facts is, is in is in some of the things that uh, Brent and his his firm uh, Inc Navigator do for him and, and it goes to these assessments and some of the key things in the assessments. Brent, do me a favor, tell me tell me what what am I going to see in this assessment typically if I'm if I'm the average uh, business owner? Well, it, it is broken down into those four categories that we discussed primarily because those are with all the data that's being accumulated accumulated that we've had and, and that was accumulated over those twenty years. It's it's basically gotten down to four distinct categories of the business that need to be addressed. So, so briefly, from the market, so it's market management model and money. So market is primarily centered on the value proposition. You know, what's the brand promise that they're making to the customer? Are they able to meet that? Uh, what, I mean, many of them don't know the cost of customer acquisition. Uh, they can't. Or have, they have trouble identifying you know, the most profitable customers. Here's a, here's a startling uh, thing that that, uh, that you know it continues to surprise me. But the more I get into it, the more I realize you know how it can happen. Is you know, out of 600 companies that we've done this with, um, I would say a handful have uh, a clear and cohesive and scalable value proposition. When by, we handful, have, Brent, by, by handful, Brent, do you mean like? 200, 300, or do you mean like, like 20, 30? I mean like five. <laughs> that is a hand. I, that's a hand. That, that's a hand. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and, so, I mean, and that's why it's so, it, it, it's so astounding because here are these companies, I mean, they get momentum and they're getting to a certain stage. And sometimes, you know, that's, you know, 25, 30 million dollars, maybe more. And when you ask the inner circle and the CEO founder to uh, write out, what their value proposition is, it's all over the board, and oftentimes they ramble. And so, and, and so it, it, it becomes kind of, you know, the, it's a foundational issue. That's why, you know, the market segment is so focused on value proposition to a great extent, because this is something they have to be able to address in order to be able to, you know, to go forward. So that's market. Management has to do with a couple of things. One is the um, are the right people in the right spots. We kind of talked about that a few minutes ago. You know, uh, oftentimes they will identify the fact that they don't have the, the right experience at the table to be able to, uh, especially as it relates to the operational issues, to be able to get through and to um, and to lead them in those categories. Another thing that, that comes up in from the management side is that you know, each Every entrepreneur that we have seen does something very well, uh, and they need to be able to to do that on a regular basis, you know, for the company to grow. Because to a great extent, that's what the business is built around is that ability. And oftentimes, the CEO will get buried in the business as it grows, you know, especially in the operations side, and not able to rise up and be above that 
And so that's, you know, we, we want to make sure that from the CEO role standpoint that that individual, you know, gauge how much that person is being able to um, to do that skill. We also address, you know, the, um, the aspect, which is one of the, the, we think, one of the, the largest hurdles that the that a company trying to get through no man's land goes through, and that is the ability to prioritize and execute. Mm-hmm. And so, go ahead. No, I, I just when you said prioritize, I'm you know I, I just chuckle because I you know not only do we have trouble with that at Evolution, Jeff in particular, but um, <laughs> uh, but at every single business, it's just priority, 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 priority. It's you know it's uh, it's it's so hard to stay focused. But I, I just was chuckling when you said that. But go ahead. And in, 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 in Brent, any chance to, to jab Jeff, I'm going to do it. So I just I'm an easy target. I'm, I'm done <laughs> now. Target. I'm done now. So, I'm sorry, a confidence wait. builder for him. Yeah, that's good. That's exactly. a good point. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and you know that you bring up the issue of focus, and that is um, that's a huge issue because the biggest um, hurdle or enemy, if you however you want to say it, to a um, CEO and leadership team being able to create the right execution plan and, and getting the right things done is the tyranny of the urgent. And they, I mean, they are going, you know, a mile a minute. They are, you know, they're, they, everything is swirling around them. And to be able to get everybody together and get them on the same page and focus on, you know, what's important is, is extremely difficult. So I went over market and management model, you know, as to a great extent. I mean, do they have an economic model? Do they have, a, you know, a model that's, that helps them to accurately forecast? Um, most of them don't. That's what, easily one of the first things that has to be addressed is to get a higher level of CFO help in there. Uh, have they chosen the right metrics? Uh, are they going to make money at higher volumes? Uh, that, you know, all these, do they have a scalable value proposition, guys, and ties back to that. So that's the model section, you know, that, uh, that has to be addressed in those issues. From the money standpoint, and this, you know, you, you guys will identify with this, you know, right down the strike zone, is that it really, you know, it's all about risk. You know, it can't, do they understand what their greatest level of risk is or areas of risk? Are they able to manage that? Uh, do they know the right speed limit that, of a growth to take? I mean, are they, are they consider the, the exit strategy issue, which we're finding more and more to be, you know, a huge um, issue and uh, in, in the one that's very you know, misunderstood uh, by so many founders that they're trying to, it, it, they know they need to prepare, but oftentimes the founders or the partners are not on the same page as far as timing goes. And so these, the market management model of money, these are the issues primarily uh, that are addressed. Um, one thing I want to mention is that, you know, and, and we were making comments about, you know, obviously about the, you know, the, you know, getting, embracing the brutal facts and, and the downside. The reality of it is, is that, Every company goes through this. Um, we and we obviously we work. We have a strategic relationship with Inc. Worked a lot with Inc. Five thousand. We actually did a contest where we had um, two hundred and fifty companies uh, go through the compass as part of being you know the the entry. Uh, and we it was the next economy hero contest, you know, sponsored by SAP. And they're going through the same issues, and they're having to make the same you know, decisions. And I actually had some of these guys, you know, call me on the phone and say, you know, I really don't belong to be in this contest. I said, <laughs> I'm one of the fastest growing companies in America. And the, but but the point is, is that it's it's not, and when it was, and we have to preface this as we present these reports to the CEOs is that you know you're in good company. 
It's just a matter that most companies don't have the opportunity or, or are aware of the fact that this is important to be able to benchmark and to determine where you are in this, to be able to get radically objective so that you can make the right decisions, either if you're in it to get out of it or if you're preparing for it to, to, in it to make those decisions as well. And, and Brent, so I mean, I, 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 the what's really important, I think, for the listeners to understand is that is that this assessment that you guys have put together really helps the management team focus on these four areas, all of which I think most you know, Jeff and I and you believe, and, and Doug Tatum and, and the like believe that are, are you know you really need all four of them to be successful. And so so in the so when the, the average entrepreneur gets this assessment back, I suspect it's it's all it's all. All perfect, right? I mean, everybody's like, "Holy moly, we're we're ready to go take over the world." <laughs> well, you know, the um, well, first of all, as I said, you know, the 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 first aha, so to speak, is to realize that they didn't know already. Although most of them feel it internally that that their team is not on the same page. Uh, you know, that's that's a given. Uh, you know, we, the categorically, we we uh, you know, it's a red, yellow, green kind of overall for each of the four M's, and. You know, we've we've only seen green in the first compass. We've only seen green a few times, and we dug a little bit deeper, deeper, and realized that there was a little bit of of a upper coercion going on. But um, the reality of it is, is that they the usually, and and this and this is why prioritization is so important. Usually, there's between twelve and fourteen issues over the course of those four M's uh, that need to be addressed. And it's just a matter of you know choosing what's the most urgent, what needs to be addressed. Um, but um, but there's usually for every company there's a number of issues they've got to address. That's uh, and I get, and just to share with the audience, one of uh, the with the businesses that that that, um, that grew by far the most in, in Evolution's portfolio, we uh, they they dealt with Brent and and we and Jeff and I literally think these this management team walked on water. At least Jeff did, but uh, actually I did too. And. Uh, and 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 they really did, in fact. But uh, it was always amazing how uh, how enlightened that um, that management team was when they saw the, you know the, this this assessment, and and it, it literally got to the point where that that uh, CEO who uh, again we just can't say enough positive about uh, literally put the assessment in every single one of the divisions of the company. So uh, when they had different profit centers and different product lines and so forth. And so the point being is, it's just when you're in the grind, you're in the mix, you're you're in the day to day, you're on that treadmill of of uh, entrepreneurship it's hard to see this stuff and it's just you know the brutal facts and the in in uh and being you know kind of presented with that in a in a in a in a in a format that you can then turn around and prioritize right i mean that kind of it's what the to make the changes um yeah. brent I, I have another question i suspect that uh you know when it, when you come up with all this stuff and, and this is a common theme i think in a lot of things we talk about is is i suspect the senior managers get together and they make these decisions and they cram it down right i mean you you wouldn't want to include anybody in the organization and all these wonderful wonderful decisions would you well, you know, this is where the inner circle is um, is so important, and and, and everybody and, and you you guys see this every day, but but everybody in the company knows who the inner circle is, and so they you know these are the individuals that directly affect the decisions of the business, and so when they, when we get them into the room for the first time, uh, and they are you know they're grappling through you know the you know what we need to focus on now, who's going to be responsible for what. Um, it's, it really is, um, 
it's 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 a very interesting and very you know uh, situation to watch because they are um, they're getting something done that they they haven't done before and that you know that's going to make a huge difference. I, and, and as far as you know, kind of jumping back to the accountability side, I remember distinctly I was in um, Huntsville, Alabama, the, you know, the Silicon Valley of the South, and working <laughs> with a tech company there, and. As we as we went through this and we and we established what the you know the primary thing to get done the priorities the action points and the metrics and once we got that done we're talking about accountability the one of the executives looked over across the table and he said you know I, I get it I, I, it's like I don't have my hands in what he has to accomplish but I do know that this is what we've got to focus on together as a as a leadership team and. I know that you know when I see him walking down the hall, and when we get into this group, that I need to hold him accountable for that. I need he needs to you know we need to make sure, and I'm also need to do whatever I can to pave the path to help him to get that done. You know, on my end, so it's it really is um, you know it, the and choosing the inner circle obviously or getting them to the table. You know, as you said, it's just very difficult in, in the midst of the fray, uh, but it's so important. And, and 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 we agree, and I think all the way down, and and you know, and I think you know, and, and I uh, Jeff's giving me that sign again, which I you know I don't ever pay attention to him, it's but the bird, I just give him the bird, right? yeah, That's all yeah. I'm but I I don't I don't look up, but I mean I think I think that the the other things that we talked about, Brent, was you know it's 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 you know this is a this is an ongoing involving ongoing ongoing involving thing. Oh my God, that was uh, that was bad, but um, and it's it's something that, that that it literally is it's a commitment. It's a it's a it's a weekly meeting i mean it's something yep. that that you really have to commit to and and maybe talk about just briefly even though jeff's giving me the sign i don't really you know care but um let's talk about you know, like ultimately if you if you can pull this off what does it look like i mean is, is this something that you know you don't see the results for five six years i mean t- tell me tell me how fast you can see some positive results well that's a great question and uh the really you can they can see results of this within a quarter um, to your point, uh, this has to be a decision. You know, I kind of equate it to the best thing I know how to equate it to, and, and Jeff will know exactly what I mean by this. But it, it's kind of like the uh, the P ninety X exercise program. You know, when that came out, that basically institutionalized fitness. You know, we're going. I'm going to tell you what to do for ninety days. We're going to develop an a, an exercise habit. And uh, you're going to be fit as a result, and then you can you'll be able to sustain it. It's the same thing with the um, with these these leadership teams. If they will commit to and 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 it's not elaborate. It's just a matter of getting things down. And, and the, the, what do we need to focus on now? Ch- even choosing one major goal that we've got to get. Let's say in this case, get, get done by twelve thirty one, and build a strategy around that, and get and and to understand what it feels like to work together as a team. And to be able to, you know, get on the same page and allocate our resources effectively toward this and get it done. Um, the the reality of it is, is that the uh, the other things of, of course, the other operations of the business have to keep going, but it's a ripple effect, and things start to happen, things start to fall into place, things start to get done outside of that objective, even because they are synchronized and they're moving. So this can happen between in sixty to ninety days. Yeah, that's great. You know, Brent, Brent, the, you're you're so refreshing to talk to about this stuff because you're right on. So um, uh, we're going to have to have you back on the show because we've run out of time right now. But I think your comments are right on, and and you, like we tell our listeners every week, 
uh, we only have people on the show that we have great respect for and have worked with and uh, worked with successfully. And uh, that's certainly the case with you. So thanks for being on the show. My thanks. pleasure. Thanks, Brent. Okay, and with that, guys, uh, we're going to sign off here uh, into our fourth segment of the second stage. And um, you know, thanks for tuning in. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of, a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. Time management. We all talk about it. We constantly work on it. And we all wonder what more we could be doing. Take Charge of Your Productivity identifies the 10 key elements that are part of the focus for high performers. It then integrates energy management into the time management equation. Tune in for insightful interviews, key strategies, and tips to help you create the balance you crave and deserve. Join Penny Zenker as she presents Take Charge of Your Productivity on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the second stage. Uh, we're glad to have you for this fourth and final segment. And, and Brent, I tell you, it's uh, it's great having Brent, uh, uh, you know, on the show because I think he was right on with his comments regarding accountability. I tell you, Jeff, it, it literally does inspire you to get out there and do it. It, it just it works. It's uh, it's proven. It works. Let's go do it. You know, one of the things that Brent has said in the past, and, and I don't recall him saying it on our show, is, and it was just kind of an interesting definition of culture, uh, and it's who's involved in the decision-making in an organization really defines the culture of the organization. And, uh, you know, they see that, obviously, in how they're formulating, you know, their assessments for these businesses and who all is engaged and, and getting back to that loyalty discussion that you had with him as opposed to and having the right people in the right seats as the organization grows and so on and so forth. You know, it's it really does define the culture of a lot of businesses. I mean, most a lot of businesses that have been started, and I think this is this is a huge part for entrepreneurs to realize when when you when they start a business and and, and you hire your friends and and, and you know, people that that are happy to sit around and wait for you to make the decision. Um, fundamentally, when you make the decision to try to grow and, 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 and implement some of the things we're talking about, some of those people will not be able to transition and some of those people will that have been in your inner circle will effectively you know, be uh, 
be be replaced by other people that want to live by these new cultures. And that's a great point, Jeff. I mean, it really is, and it's very hard for most entrepreneurs to stomach the the concept of 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 telling those people that, that you know that, that that they're not the that they they may not have the same inner circle role. The role they still have a role, but it won't be the same. Right. Right. And, you know, one of the interesting um, issues that you confront using these assessments, uh, particularly in a collaborative situation, uh, is making sure, as he was talking about just at the very end there about synchronization uh, of everyone's accountability to make sure that you're, you're getting your piece done in time so that somebody else can get their piece done. And um, it's it's when it's and it's very useful to solve the synchronization issue. It's and it's required, right? I mean, it, it absolutely. If you think about the, the the ability to get things done, you have you have all these people working in an, in an organization, and it really is about making sure that people get the things done on time, correctly, so that the whole the whole company can move forward, the whole goal can be accomplished. It's it seems easy. It's really hard to do. Right, right. And and the other interesting thing was he talked about the four M's, uh, market model, management, and money. And he got those out of Doug Tatum's book, No Man's Land, which is a book that we ascribe to and advocate you know, on our website. Uh, Doug Tatum, we'll have to have him on the show here at some point um, soon. Uh, but I think that's a very straightforward way to analyze your situation. I think that's great, and, and, I, and I encourage everybody to go to the website and take a look because I, 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 you can't understate they've done a wonderful job really trying to pull out the risks of, of, of these businesses and, 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 and kind of reducing it to those four things. Um, do, you know, do you have the money? Do you have the management? Does your market accept the, 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 what you're trying to do and, and the model? Is it scalable? And, and I will tell you, it, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to align those things, and the questions they ask are, you know, are just, you know, they're very, you know, use the word brutal facts again. It's, it's a, it is a wonderful way to draw out whether you should take the risk. To use another word that Brent said of, of trying to scale your business. Right, yeah. right. You know, this Brendan is the fifth pillar of our five pillar segments uh, for for business freedom. And um, I just thought maybe we should just very quickly recap, you know, and finish with accountability because accountability is special because it has to go last. It has to go last. And it's really dependent on the other four. I mean, the other four have to, you know, again, we, we said, you know, a lot of times that, uh, that, 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 that you're never done with any, any, any one of the five pillars, but accountability is last because it's the action item. It's holding people accountable for, for, for all the things that you're planning to do, and it's and it's it's hard. I mean, it's it, it's uh, it's something that that takes um, um, a, a lot of personal confidence and a lot of um, a willingness to ex- to expose uh, uh, you know things that you're doing to to the uh, to the entire uh, to the entire organization. You know, it it kind of reminds me of one of the important lessons of parenting, uh, which is about accountability, is when you're laying on the ground watching uh, Sunday football and uh, you say to your child, don't do that again. And, of course, they do it again. Then you actually have to get up off the ground. (laughs) That's tough. That's (laughs) tough. (laughs) And so I think about accountability here, and it's very important that the – the CEO or leader of the organization does get up off the ground and hold everybody accountable, including themselves. Otherwise, this whole thing is 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 for naught. 
And, and I think the last thing you said, and you don't steal a little bit of thunder for my kind of last parting comment, and it, it really is. I think where where these where all of these things fall short um, is when the when the uh, the leader of the organization isn't willing to to participate to the same level as he is he or she are requiring everybody else in the organization to do that. Right, and we see it over and over and over again. Well, well Brennan, so give us some advice this week. What, what, what are we What are we doing? Yeah, my advice is short and sweet. It's, it's um, you know, literally the bi- the biggest hurdle to uh, to accountability is is you know, and I'm speaking to the business owners and and the, and the managers of these businesses is really yourself. And what we find over and over and over again is that the is that the the business owners don't really want to be held accountable. They they want their company to change or they think they want their company to change, but when it comes down to um, holding themselves to the things that 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 they need to get done and um, and so forth to the same degree as they're holding everybody else, they fundamentally don't want to do it. And, and so I guess what we would ask is that you, to, you, you look at the brutal facts, you look at your, at yourself and try to figure out whether you really, really want to do this. And if you really, really want to do it, um, it'll transform your business. And so what do you have to have passion for? Possibilities, Jeff, and, and 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 you really do because it really is it really is about dreaming about where these businesses can go. And you know, Jeff and I love to ask entrepreneurs if you have unlimited capital and unlimited time, what would your business look like? Uh, but you're never going to get there without the process and and in the in the five pillars that we talk about. Well, uh, you're right, Brendan, and I think this has been a fun series to do. We'll have other series, but um, I love the fact we had five guests, specialists for each pillar, and, and it's been it's been fun to do. So we want to thank everyone for tuning in this week uh, to the second stage. Uh, we hope that you have some good takeaways and action items, and we look forward to talking to you next week. And please, if you want to, uh, to continue the conversation on our blog at evolutioncp.com. Thanks for tuning in this week, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.